Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Leaves change color in the fall. Welcome to the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack, y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. It's the Fact Off. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listener, can decide who the winner is. I'm your host, Alex, and it's with me as always is Pat. Hey, how's everybody? I'm good. Yourself? I wasn't expecting to be first because I'm not with you as always, so I wasn't that ready is for true. my name. Yeah, but it's a new like calendar year for the Fact Off, so. It's true. Well, no, not yep. next week would be a new calendar year. No, I don't believe. I believe the the Earth takes fifty one weeks around the sun, and like six days. Yeah, I think big calendar is the reason why it's fifty two weeks. Yeah, they're definitely behind it. I, I'm I'm gonna just jump in right here. I know Wait, you introduced me. Yeah, <laughs> what? But there's somebody uh, else here. I think we've skipped more than one week, so I th- we're probably like well into our year. Well, second could, year. yeah, we started in October, didn't we? I think so. I think this is our 51st episode and our sixth good one. This is so in-depth uh, with her. I'm going to go back uh, real quick while you guys are just shooting the crap. Um, I'm going to go back and look through our whole calendar to see what, what's up. This is a little inside right. fact off here. Yeah, I, and that's, I, I, I that's write down my... an actual uh, paper calendar for every episode. So I have like a little Rolodex. Wait, who is talking? That was Mike is the one who's chiming in, talking about stuff that's none of his business. The other co-host like, have... of the Fact Off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, th- thanks for the introduction. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, I was on a trip to Atlanta. And I didn't feel like recording. <laughs> I was uh, seeing one of the greatest baseball games of all time when the Phillies had five home runs in one game. And then I was also at one of the worst games uh, when they lost two days later. So... Are we all just going to explain what we did last week? Do, do you have any more information? Anything. Yeah, yeah Alex, I What did you do last week, Alex? You could have recorded your own podcast. I did, and I did impersonations of both, both of you guys. Okay. Oh, and you then, have a clip, right? Can you play it? No, the, I lost the recording. Oh. But chicken. we do have a victory fact winner from <laughs> to, uh, the last episode. Who won, Mike? You the do your calculations. Winner. We yeah, we we actually uh, had two weeks of calculations, so it's it's going to take me a second to add the total up. Um, I bought two cal- calculators just for this. He's double um, fisting everybody. Week. Yeah, double fisting the calculators. Yeah. Um, and after carefully typing in the numbers, Alexander is the winner. Alexander, who who's Alexander? Oh, our fancy host. Oh, did you know, yeah. uh, side fact, Alex's name is just Alex. Yep. Did you know that, Mike? I feel like I just want to include uh, <laughs> fancify his name a little bit because he's a winner, and winners have fancy names. It's true. All right, Alexander. Like Tomathan Brady, and uh, there's got to be others, but go on, go on. So, as you know, turkey season is upon us. And did you know wild turkeys sleep in trees? I did not. 
they can't see that well at night to protect themselves from predators, so they sleep up in trees. It's a good they have flashlights? Because, you know, the Turkey religions ban electricity. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They are the Amish birds. Yep. Unlike those robins who are all about technology. And that gets us to (laughs) Pat's fun fact, factacular. I feel like we're fact, off this fact, week. Fact, we missed the whole week. Fact, we're... fact, 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 spectacular. Fact, 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 spectacular. Pat's spectacular. Welcome Facts. to Pat's spectacular. I'm gonna get this ship righted. So we have not been on the air for a long time, and I have a lot of backup facts now. It's been like I've over the year because I only do five facts a week. I have accumulated a ton of facts that have just gone unused because they're yeah. Consider how bad the facts you hear are. These facts are even worse. Back those facts up. Uh, but I was able to have a theme for this week's fact. I was looking at three facts, and they were all based on food. So then I dove back into... Um, I have one from September, one from July, one from today, and another one from November. Can one of the themes for your fact uh, factacular be good facts? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all uh. food-based. Food is always good, usually. Um, so I would say the facts <laughs> food about is... food should be good. Well, food that's is where you're wrong. always good, usually. <laughs> All right. This is going to start as trivia, because you might know this. But do you know what the M&M, M in M&M stands for? Mars? Mars and Muri. Muri. Oh, okay. M&M's, Mars and Muri. I know it's Mars. That's their Fact brand. number two. And you know what the Amin and Almond Joy stands for? It's the milk, right? Almond milk? <laughs> yep. Yep. Instead of saying cheese before taking a picture, Victorian said prunes. 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 That would make your face look weird, right? Cheese is so you smile. But I feel like back back then, a lot of people didn't smile. Mike's trying to make his face saying prunes right now. <laughs> prunes. I feel like you it's ever see pic- like yeah. older pictures, people didn't smile. Well, the the duck face was known as a symbol of opulence and beauty, so that's why they said prunes to... I'm just making that up. Let's c- continue on. I was so, say, is that why Daisy Duck is so sexy? Everyone, that's our first non-fact we've ever had on our show. The first lie ever stated. But I sold it like it was a pretty good real fact. Yeah, did nah, you, I, <laughs> you gave up on it. I would have believed you. Yeah. Did you know that Pringles aren't actually potato chips? What are they? There is no follow-up. Potato crisps. <laughs> I know once I pop, I just can't stop. So that fact was from yesterday. This fact do, is do from October 31st. Do they have that 31st. slogan anymore? I, I wish they did. Once you pop the fun, don't stop? Yeah. They probably got sued by somebody who just couldn't stop, and they're like, well, you've caused my addiction. I weigh 600 pounds. Is that what that movie The Whale is about? <laughs> yeah. Or do you think it was the the person didn't want to stop partying, but then they eventually did because they realized they were eating Pringles and they're not that good? They probably sued them false advertising because they could stop. Yeah. You know what's a smart thing they did was their new advertisement was buy three different kinds of Pringles and eat them all at once. Yeah, you could stack them to make different flavors. Yeah, just buy Wait, a whole bunch. Is, is this really an ad now? Yeah, you haven't seen those? You buy three different flavors. How do you stack? And you, you eat three chips at a different time, or all at the same time, yeah. and it's awesome. I don't live in your guys' world, I guess, but uh, 
Pringles are are good. I don't I don't think they're bad at all. <laughs> you don't live in a world of watching TV. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of our world, this fact is from October thirty first, and the number one Ooh. food on Halloween is Reese's cups. Nope, candy corn was originally called chicken feed. Oh, okay. Actually, I think it would be more popular if it was called chicken feed. All right, this next fact, the final fact of the Factacular is applesauce was the first food eaten in space by astronauts. Really? Yeah, I like that they clarified by astronauts, which means it leads me to believe that there was another food eaten by something else up in space. Well, there was a chimpanzee in space, so. What did he Yeah. Or I don't she? think the chimp ate applesauce, but maybe they did. Why don't we just get into the fact off? Well, you really just shut down our space conversation. Because I am going to go first and talk about my fact. All right, Alex is the fact winner. He goes, he picks the, the lineup, and he's going first, folks. I think people are going to be upset about the abrupt ending to the factacular. This is what, the only part people listen to. Yeah. My fact, where were you guys on November 7th, 1957? Um... 1957? But a speck in my parents' eyes. Okay. Both the eyes. Is that how they say babies are made? (laughs) Yeah. No, because that was when the first living creature was launched in the orbit. Oh, so it does have to do with my factacular fact. Yeah. Wait, so do you know from your fact? Yeah, do you know what they ate? Uh, I'll get into it. Okay. Oh, wow, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm excited now. I, I, I I've not wait. been this excited about uh, Alex Vax since like last week. <laughs> since this whole podcast started. <laughs> um, so on, on October 4th, 1957, a little thing known as Sputnik 1 orbited around the, the Earth. So the Russians were like, you know what? We need to send a living creature up there. We need to have it up there by November 7th. Why? Because it would have been the 40th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution. Uh, so, I was about to say, is it the anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution? Yeah, well, to be fair, you, you asked that. You know what the Bolshevik Revolution is. Continue. To be fair, Pat asked that at least once an episode, and Mike usually cuts it. So yep. <laughs> it finally pans out. So... Sputnik itself was only like a hundred and eighty four pound like beach ball size satellite that went up in, in orbit. Really? Yeah. I so they the actually <laughs> hired a professional beach volleyball team to shoot yeah, it up into space. Up. They spiked it. <laughs> yeah, it was on the he was on the Russian team, then he got caught doping, so it didn't count. <laughs> um so the they were gonna set up Sputnik too and they want a living creature up there. So it had to be bigger, so it was like 13 feet tall, six, 6.5 feet wide, and 1,120 pounds was the weight that they said it. They didn't really have Cindy blue- Andre the Giant up there? Well, that's, that's the whole thing together. Okay. That would include it... Um, Can we guess the animal? No. Uh, that would include it... Uh, um, the, they wanted to calculate solar radiation and the cosmic rays instruments. And a cab- cabin big enough for a dog. <gasps> it's a dog from the MCU? Ost- Astro? It's Al Bud's mom. <laughs> nice. I knew she was a, a Russian agent. 
So, what did they do to get a dog to go into space? They just started rounding up stray female dogs. They wanted a female dog because they're more docile than male dogs. And then they also wanted like a bright colored dog. Uh, so they when they videotape it, it like showed better on videotape. Because it so it pop more. Yeah. Did they, did they throw these dogs into like the centrifuge chambers to spin them around? So and then and then they put the then they put the dogs through tests like which ones dealt better with loud noises, low air pressure, and all. So they they Tortured tested these, these dogs, dogs. Is what you're saying? Yeah. How many dogs died in, the, in these <laughs> yeah. tests? Spinning around a lot that of little dogs. machine, that zero gravity machine. So they finally settled on the number one contender, Cosmo. Kovacraka, which was me. I don't know. That's Russian. I can't say it. I'm little curly. But well, you're being it, hard on yourself. It was in, if it was in English, you wouldn't be able to say. It. Yeah. <laughs> but during a video interview, the dog barked and got the nickname Lika, which means bark. She was a two-year-old husky spitz mix, uh, weighing about like 13 pounds. Now, supposedly there was another dog, Albany. He was the backup, but the rumor was that she actually did better, but the astronauts liked her better, so they didn't want to send her up to space, and she just had puppies. Aw. Wait, so these, this dog, I assume, wasn't coming back. Yeah, so the dog had no chance of coming back. So they're like, we like this one dog. We're not sending sending our favorite. So yeah. like they pitched Tough they pitched life. the idea the dog was going to go up and that it probably could have survived 7 or 9 days in outer space do a couple orbits and all. But so they didn't send up much food. They only sent up like a little bit of food and it was like a gelat- gelatinous cube. Oh, so the first food eaten did it yeah, just one or two float, servings. float around, floating around inside. Yeah. So the dog was strapped into like a harness that was strapped into the rocket. She could sit and lay down, and it had like padding, and they had like a sanitation thing. So when she like went to the bathroom and all, but she was like the main mission was to see if things could survive in orbit. So like strapped as soon as they table. took they took uh, as soon as it took off, the dog survived. But as soon as like, it, yeah. as soon as it took <laughs> off, the dog like survived. one second later, two seconds in, the dog's still alive. But they said her heart rate like tripled, and her breathing rate was a like, quadruple the normal rate that she had. So Man, the dog was scared shitless. Me after like watching a horror movie. <laughs> so she su- survived for several days up there in orbit. Uh, they said she was doing well, and they could have brought her back, but what? then they admit it. Yeah. Nine days later that she had passed away. That's sad. And that's what we were told up until a couple of years ago. When a cosmonaut actually said that she only lasted nine six or seven hours up in space. What? So when it took off there was damage to like the heat shield and the container over the the rocket overheated uh over to like ninety degrees. Jeez. Oh, so it's like leaving the dog in a parked spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> in a hot day. They did, but yeah, unfortunately, they did crack the window. And then. <laughs> but so she was able to reach orbit in 103 minutes and then do like two rotations around the Earth. 
but then this story away. was already sad. And he just made it sadder. Yeah, thanks. I'm sorry. Um, but sent it up in Jeff Bezos's rocket. <laughs> um, even though she passed away, it did prove that living creatures could survive in orbit. Thank for, you, Barbie. For six hours. <laughs> yeah, was. Um, they said if the heat shield, like she still, like they weren't planning on bringing her back alive. It was up there for like a, they, it was up there for like a year and a half. Just well, a it was up there until dog. No, it was up there. It was up until ninety. 1958, so like it was like six months. Sorry, it was up there, and then it eventually came crashing down. And they said you could see it. Any like symbiosis, like symbiote yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they said even if she had like enough food and water and like all the conditions were well in space, she would have died returning to Earth. So I guess it like you know they left it up there for six months with enough food for seven days. Well, no, they, they they only gave a, they well, only gave a one meal because it was gonna orbit, what? so it's probably stuck yeah. in orbit. Pat, they so. wanted to they wanted to keep the weight down on the the rocket, so they only gave her enough for one meal. Oh my god! Part of the reason they they had uh, stray dogs, they thought they were scrappier than regular dogs, so she would last longer. <laughs> yeah, they're used. Yeah, to regular like dog would only last in three hours. For a couple yeah. Days. yeah. But that is my fact about the first creature in space, Lacker, Lacker, the space dog. The name of my fact is called Mutnik. Nice. That they, That's they a good came. one. Can I go second? Because mine ties into yours. Yeah. But the last know... animal in space. Mine has to do with animals falling from space. <gasps> but let me travel back in time. Can I go second? I didn't even ask. Yeah, I said yeah. Gotta, All right, cool. Gotta go back in Mike, time. Mike, you have to try to tie your fact into mine and Alex's. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Mine is actually an animal-related fact as well. Hey, there you go. Mine is very loosely animal-related. So, is it Animal Week? Yep. Back in 525 BCE. The year Mike was born. Very accurate records born. back then. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Greek person born named... Aeschylus. Ever yeah. heard of him? Yep. He was known as the father of tragedy. Tragedy is a genre of play. and Yeah, he invented the Escalade. Yes. <laughs> so he would write a total of 90 plays, but only seven have survived to this day. Yeah, the best of them sucked. Yeah, and um, apparently the study of Greek tra- tragedies start with Aeschylus. Now, Isn't it true that he wrote on the first season of Lost? You would think so. So before he showed up, he actually revolutionized plays in general. Uh, before he showed up, if you've ever seen uh, Hercules, you yeah. know, they have the Greek chorus. Yeah. So before he came around, it was just one person on stage give, monologuing, and then they would go over to like the other 15 people and they would be a Greek chorus. So there wasn't a lot of back and forth interaction. He came up with this wacky idea of having more than one person on stage and created the dialogue. No, I don't think it's going to catch on. <laughs> yeah. So he created, the, yeah, he created the dialogue. Um, turns out you can have a lot more conflict if you have two people on stage. Yeah. That's too scary, though, Pat. That's too yeah. frightening. It's a pretty radical where idea. At, where does it end? Three people on stage? <laughs> Four, Four people? 
No, no, no. Um, I want to hear Avengers. It ends with the Avengers with a hundred people on screen at once. Is this the guy? Is this guy the reason we have the crappy movie Endgame? (laughs) He might be, because he's also the first known person to write a trilogy. Ooh, yeah. So he wrote one that was really popular, and then he had he was forced to write the other two. Like that's how (laughs) it usually goes. Held at gunpoint by, and then uh, case full of money. Yeah, uh, it's called Orestia is the name of the trilogy, and it's the only known Greek trilogy to survive history. So it might not even be the first, but the way history goes, like you, Mike started my fact off by going a lot of solid facts from uh, 525 BCE. So you never know. These are all the things that we still have around. Um, Let's see. So he also changed the game a little bit. Most tragedies of the day had to be mythological in nature, and he started making them more culturally relevant. He uh, broke tradition and wrote something called the Persians, which deals with the uh, Persian second invasion of Greece. Oh, nice. Not just a playwright, though. Aeschylus was a storied military man. He defended Athens during the first Persian invasion in the Battle of Marathon. Oh, nice. Ever heard of it? Yeah, Yeah. I think Alex did a fact on the marathon. I did. There's probably going to, you know, in like year eight of this, we're probably going to do all of Greek history by the time we're done. Yeah, you and Alex both love your Greek history, I'll say. Yeah. When we were in grade school, we learned a lot about it, and it just sticks with you. They got a lot of good stuff. He was inducted. better than, like, I don't know. (laughs) Compared to Christianity, they have a lot more entertaining stories. Besides... Daniel in the lion's den, and Jonah in the whale, and Jesus. Yeah. Parting of the Red Sea. Jesus gets That's a little preachy Jesus. after a while. <laughs> uh. All right. So, Aeschylus was inducted into the, and I'm gonna say this wrong, Eleusinian Mysteries, which was an ancient cult of the goddess Demeter, Zeus's sister. According to yeah. Aristotle. I'm just name dropping other famous people that knew Aeschylus. Aeschylus was accused of revealing some of the cult's secrets in his plays. And people were very upset. Um, <laughs> hey, did you see this cult, cult does this? Yeah. According to some reports, an angry mob tried to stone him to death. And he was even put on trial. But uh, I read two different uh, sources. One said that his brother defended him and just reminded everybody how great of a war hero he was and they were very sympathetic to his you know I thought you were saying they're both were stoned <laughs> I would like I would like to put it out there if somebody's gonna stone Pat I probably want to get in the way <laughs> yeah thank you I appreciate it apparently the brother said now that I read this all on Wikipedia so take it what you will he mentioned that his uh, Aeschylus won the bravery award for the one battle and then if you look the at the historical di- <laughs> sounds completely made up well it was a real award he just didn't win it but it, it worked and, to get him acquitted and he was the most brave during this war Aeschylus <laughs> I like to think they had like a yearbook I also read one thing that was this was <laughs> like war for battle <laughs> most likely to be brave yeah Class war clown. Class war clown? I don't know. But war clown, I guess, would have been better. <laughs> no, class war clown sounds like uh, 
Anyway. Most likely to, to decease. Yeah. <laughs> there, another theory I read was because it was very secretive in nature, when he was on trial, no one wanted to point out what parts were factual about their cult. So they oh. couldn't actually try him on anything because they didn't want to point out like that part of the play told our secret because then people were like, oh, that's the secret. Um, in 458 BC, Aeschylus returned to Sicily for the last time, even though I say return, even though that's the first time I'm mentioning it, visiting the city of Jaila, where he would die. It is said that he was killed outside the city by a tortoise being dropped by an eagle, which had mistaken his head for a rock. See how I always wanted so, to go out. So, so wait, he he wasn't, or he was stoned. He was he was not stoned. He was shelled to death. Yes, I mean that's a great uh, way to like to get away with murder. Oh, so there's two alternate realities. So one reality he was stoned and died, and the other reality he survived and became a brave war hero and got a tortoise dropped on his head. I would like to believe that it was one of those things where someone came from the future to save him from the stoning, but you know how time always yeah. writes itself. Classic. Instead of a stone, they threw a turtle at him. Classic Final Destination. Exactly. But does it, okay, so the story is is that his head, because he was bald, looked like a boulder, so a, an eagle dropped a turtle on his head, because that's how they would break open the shell and eat the turtle. Very possible. style. But it, it sounds like someone killed him, came up with this story, and also threw in a little dig at him being bald. They're <laughs> like, yeah, he's so bald, he looks like a rock. Like, it just sounds made up. Um, there is no... Uh, that's just my theory from reading this for about 25 minutes, and I have no, nothing to back that up on, other than he was part of a cult, so there's probably some yeah. connection between the cult and the mysterious death. What were some of the... Did you find out any of the spicy secrets that were revealed in his plays, or...? I didn't look into it because I don't want to accidentally click on the wrong thing and then read something from a cult and then, and then I get, get stoned. Caught up yeah. in, I get caught up in it. Um, so I will finish up my story. So that was my connection to Alex's story about the dog in space was that a turtle fell from the sky and killed this guy. Very the loosest of all connections. <laughs> it was a good connection. Not Animals even in close. Space. <laughs> I'll give you a point two five stars out of ten. Hell yeah. Um, so this is another first for plays at the time. He was so respected after he died that his plays were the only plays that were allowed to be restaged in future play competitions. Apparently every year there'd be big drama, uh, tragedy competitions. And I did read one thing. It was like after his like one like chief rival died, he won every award for like every year after that. So instead of like the battle of the bands, they had the battle, (laughs) battle of playwright. Exactly. Hey, that's pretty cool. You know, he was like, you know what? I'm going to add a second person up there. But him personally, he was not really impressed, I guess, with his own playwright status because he wrote his own epitaph on his tombstone and it didn't mention once that he was a writer, but it did mention that he was a military man. So that was like his big, I guess that's what mattered to him most, not changing Greek tragedy forever. Uh, Would you like to hear his epitaph and I'll be done? No. Okay. I'm nah, going to anyway. you, you can do it. Beneath this stone lies Aeschylus, son of Euphorion the Athenian, who perished in the wheat-bearing land of Jaila. Of his noble prowess, the grove of Marathon can speak, 
and the long hair Persian knows it well. Well, he didn't have to say in there that he was a writer because that sounds like a writer wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was very like artsy. So people would get that from reading that. That's what I'm going to put on my tombstone. Yeah. Right, you should well, put the exact same thing on. <laughs> See if anyone copy. notices. What's the name of your fact, Pat? Um, I was thinking slow death from above because it was a turtle. Or the turtle tragedy. Turtle was... t- tragedy it is. Or shell shock. Has shell shock? Can I do shell shock? Come on. All right, I'll keep shell. thinking of them. I'm Mike, I'm not no, going to listen to your fact. Shell. I'm just going to write down and workshop my own fact. If you call it the turtle... What what was the turtle one? Shell shock. Turtles, turtles and tortoises are not the same thing. So, like, you're going to get a lot of angry emails from people who love those those creatures. Hold on. It's going to be called shell shock, colon, death from above, a turtle tragedy. Shell Alex shock is yawning, it is. My, <laughs> yawning <laughs> so hard at my title. So tired. All right, okay, Mike. Okay, next I choose Mike to go. Tie it into all our facts. All right, guys. My fact takes place in 1910 in America. Uh, <gasps> That's where I live. Yeah. Wait, what part of America? USA? USA. USA. What? Yeah. More, more uh, involving the southern part of America. Uh, Florida, Brazil. Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. The nice. fun, marshy stuff. So in 1910, there was two major problems that was uh, that were kind of occurring at around the same time as each other. Uh, problem one: there was a gigantic shortage of meat, so a meat shortage. Yep. And the reason why there's a meat Not shortage in this is house. there's tons of immigrate immigrants, and uh, they're eating up all of our meat. They took our meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure that's a complaint we have currently now. <laughs> Uh, and the other problem is there was an invasive plant called the hyacinth plant uh, that was taking over like all of the swamp areas and waterways of Florida and Louisiana. That's a That's popular good. plant, right? I've heard of that, right? Yeah, well, Have it's I a heard popular. Of that? Yeah, it's you've you've heard of it. It's a popular plant Thank from you. Japan. And funny enough, in 1884, Japan gifted. Uh, Louisiana, uh, this plant, and some idiot doing. planted it in the water, and it just kind of took over. And they knew what they were doing. I already said. <laughs> that. I, I knew it was it was a coordinated <laughs> effort enough. from Japan to uh, kill our fishes. Japan just knew what they're doing. <laughs> so now we all said that Japan knew what they were doing. Keep <laughs> <laughs> right, going. All right. Louisiana, so Louisiana State Congressman Robert Broussard had a plan to like attack both of these problems like head on. Machetes. It was pretty elaborate. No, it wasn't machetes. But do you guys have any guesses of what he could introduce? Gators. I did. I did say animals. Gators already live in in Louisiana and Florida. So. Catfish. No, no. Something very large. An elephant. What was that? Um, the Hippop- crocodile from Hippopotamus. Lake Plastic. <laughs> no, the Lake Plastic crocodile. His idea, his idea was to introduce hippos into I said Flor- hippo. Florida and Louisiana. 
and th- yeah, there's two reasons why. They're big. No, they're uh, he believed that they would eat all the invasive plants up. So these hippos loved this particular plant, and he believed they would eat it up. And number two, he believed that we could farm the hippos for meat and eat Can them. Can we eat hippo meat? I'm I sure think we, hi- right? hippo, elephant, and rhinos seem like the least appetizing animals to eat. I it's think it's the hungry. gray color. <laughs> it's because you're not hungry. Hippos aren't gray. They're gray Aren't they purple? <laughs> hey, consider your fact, Mike. Yeah. It just, yeah, it doesn't sound appetizing. And I don't think uh, they had to really sell this idea. So, Broussard introduced this bill called the American Hippo Bill in 1910. And in order to sell this bill, he had to get a dream team of characters involved to kind of push this around. Push us across. Wait, was this like uh, he accidentally put HIPAA, and this is why we have HIPAA regulations? No, no. <laughs> but that would uh, no. That's, I'm just is gonna say no. Is this the same dream team that competed in the Olympics? <laughs> it was not the same dream team that competed. competed in the we were really bad at guessing what your fact is about. Yeah, yeah. So he got two expert witnesses involved, and. Uh, well, there was actually a third man that was involved, but he was a a Apple expert, and who cares about Apple experts? Like, why are well, they the Johnny even... Apple seed? What, what, why is an Apple expert like talking about hippos? He doesn't know about hippos. Maybe they eat apples. Yeah, maybe yeah. they do. Um, so one of the experts, and I'm putting that in quotes because these guys are are more just like personalities and experts this sounds kind of like what goes on now yeah but um, the record show mike held up quotation fingers. thank you <laughs> um the first man was frederick russell burnham and this dude was a man's man he was like the most complete i quote and i'm putting quotes up again he was the most complete human being to ever live end quotes he had all so his like- parts <laughs> he had double of everything. <laughs> he was so awesome. Uh, he was like an adventurer. Uh, he was the inspiration for both Indiana Jones. Yeah. And, and the Rock. The Boy Scouts were founded <laughs> in his image. So, like, the idea of Boy Scouts, he was like the ideal image of what they were ach- trying to achieve. Much like I am made in God's image. Yes. I thought you were going to see who was the inspiration like for Indiana Jones and Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so he was always wearing short shorts and a mascot. <laughs> I just imagine this guy was like the coolest dude of the 1910s. And oh, now. Did I also mention that both these two guys were spies and they were both uh, mortal enemies and they were like tr- assigned to kill each other? Um, Mike, so did you go what? to fakedfact.com? <laughs> no. Yeah. These two guys, the, what united them was the idea of hip of this hippo concept. So this hippo concept was so great that it united two spies that were planning to kill each other, that were assigned to kill each other. And yeah. So you have like a Miss or Mrs. Smith situation going on. But this is more like uh, Indiana Jones <laughs> and uh, this uh, the second guy. He's a big the game Boy Scouts. hunter. 
His name's okay. Fritz Duquesne. Duquesne? No. Fritz Duquesne? He was, a, he, he was more of a slippery fellow with many different how you, aliases. How do you spell it? Uh, D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. Duquesne. Hell yeah. Yes, du- that's how you, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah I, I went to on Duquesne the- University. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, screw that up. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, none of these facts are real. <laughs> this is a real fact. Um, but he was known as like a skilled con man, and he was the creator of the Duque. How do you call it, say it? Duque? Du- Duquesne. Duquesne spy ring, and he once faked his own death only to later change his mind and return. That's actually part of our senior project at Duquesne. Everyone wait, has wait. to fake their own death. Is Duquesne uh, based off of Fritz Duquesne? I, I, no, it's, there's uh, a fort in Pittsburgh that, called Fort Duquesne. But what if this fort was based off of Fritz wait, Duquesne? Fort F O R T Fritz F R T. Holy shit! Z. <laughs> well, anyways, he was. Did I say he was famous for? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So these two two gentlemen who were like bigger than bigger than life fellas, and uh, they, they teamed up with uh, the representative uh, Broussard. And they had the backing of uh, former President Roosevelt and the New-, New York Times. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt and the New York Times. New York Times said uh, that it tasted like lake cow bacon. And uh, they said it was practical and timely, this idea was. Did they make a commercial like, we can't agree on anything. We're just <laughs> two spies. But one thing we do like, hippo bacon. Uh, I, I would have liked to be like in Congress when they were trying to pass this, like trying to convince uh, them. Th- these two guys would have been like a, a great to like listen to see like what their thoughts were like on. It'd on be this. great if they had funny voices. Yeah, I wish we had cameras back then just to hear this this whole thing didn't play they have out. Cameras back then, nineteen ten? No, they didn't have when video were cameras. cameras. Can wait, wait, do they, a fact on camera so I learned about cameras. Wait, 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 wait. No, they did have video cameras back then, so I'm an idiot. Uh, but yep, we yeah. finally admit it. That's the end so of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> I was so close to I was the idiot, but <laughs> all right. There were a few problems with this idea, though, and obviously you guys could probably come up with a billion problems yourselves just from like even thinking it out I because it just honestly it's think, a lot. I honestly think it's airtight. <laughs> the only downside to this is you probably don't want to eat. Uh, a hippo. No, it's I don't. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah. So one of the obvious appetizing animals. <laughs> okay. My top five. Yes. Tell us your top one, five. One hippo. Two elephant. Three possum. Possum. Four rhinoceros. Five eel. Wait. So these are your top five animals you want to eat. Least want to eat. Oh, least want to eat. Okay, thank you. So, all right, we're getting into the problems. That was hippos. Worth it. <laughs> hippos Mike are so put- large, uh, they would be no. difficult to ship to stockyards to process. Um, so, stockyards are generally built for cows and uh, smaller creatures. So, I know ship- we got a few small hippos in Cincinnati we could take. I, I think you. P- 
old ladies and uh, moms would be up in arms about that. Also, little kids like it too, Mike, <laughs> and men. It's kind of it's kind of horrifying how many pe- people like them, uh, and it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of scary how childish some adults can be about these creatures. Um, no offense to any monsters. listeners out there that they're seahorses. Yeah, and then a seahorse, a seahorse. No, a hippopotamus yeah. stands for like seahorse. Well, keep going, back. All right, side fact. Thanks, thanks for that, Pat. Uh, the other issue is they might not survive because like the climate in Louisiana and Florida is not the same as Africa, so. It gets colder in wintertime. Uh, Africa has more solid land. Um, so it's better for hippos to breed and, like, you know, survive. What if they gave the hippos, like, a little napkin where they could dab their forehead and be like, <laughs> whoa, this Louisiana summer's hot. <laughs> that was proposed. Uh, their other issue is uh, their population grows so slowly that it wouldn't even really make much of a dent for many, many, many years. So like it'd be almost pointless (laughs) to start off with Um, because they, they initially only wanted uh, ask for $250,000 to import some from Africa. So that's not going to be like 500 hippos. It's probably going to be like maybe 50 or 40 hippos. Still a lot of hippos. Yeah. And that's more than the none they have now. It's <laughs> more than what they have now. Uh, Florida already has too many issues with invasive species as we uh, already with like the anacondas and all that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it's called tourists. Am I right? <laughs> you're Ew. right. You're right. High five through the camera. Um, also, uh, they would destroy the local ecos- ecosystem. And that's our job. That's our, yeah, that's what I signed up for. That's why I throw my trash out the window when I'm driving through the bayou. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. What, why you? Why do you keep trash in your car when there's a, a bayou that you could just toss them in? Well, the odd thing about Mike is he doesn't clean out his car until he's in the bayou. And then it's just <laughs> constantly trash from the whole year. Yeah, I'm only down there once every 10 years. And so mm. when I go down there, I just empty he it has all a out. Big he has a big trailer behind his car, and he just opens up the back, and this he's just doing donuts it. right by it. Yeah. And the smell is just so terrible, but I, I'm I'm fine with it because I want to trash the bayou. Um, That's the smell. I didn't. Now, okay, now that your smell makes sense. Yeah. And and uh, there is actually this is way way past like this 1910s, but. Um, Around the time of Pablo Escobar's uh, arrest, um, he had a bunch of pet hippos. Yeah, aren't they causing trouble in like... In Colombia, yeah. So um, we can kind of see how this would have played out in another country. So in Colombia, I think it's grown up to 50 hippos right now. And they crap 13 pounds of shit a day. Uh, So that's just like... Like almost Clog- as much as Alex, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like clogging up all the infrastructure and uh, killing off local wildlife and all that. So, um, yeah. Have you ever seen a hippo poop? I if have, you have not. not. Google it. It's amazing. It's it, so uh, funny. I think I, th- I actually think I have. It's pretty disgusting. But well, if you haven't, 
and you think you have, but you probably haven't, look it up right now. Stop, hit pause on a podcast, stop listening to the mic, watch it. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for watching the hippo poop. Yeah, hopefully uh, don't, you weren't eating while you are watching that. Um, so ultimately, guys, this idea didn't pass through. Uh, it said that it was short by of passing by one vote. So, um, Damn yeah, gridlock. That was a weird, strange reality we could have had. We could have had hippos uh, attacking tourists in, in, in Florida um, instead of gators. That would be a fun, like, multiverse scene of someone just going to a bayou and a giant hippopotamus attacks them. No. So. What's the, what's the name of your fact, Mike? Hippo. Hippos on the, in the bayou? No, I, I had it. It was, um, <laughs> damn it. Oh. You made him lose it. My name, my fact is called Hippo Ranch. <laughs> Hippo Ranch. <laughs> My, my name, name is Hippo. I mean, my name is Mike. <laughs> and I'm here to say. <laughs> you all right, Alex? Yeah. Wait, what's it called? Hippo Ranch? Hippo yeah. Ranch. Nice. Um, it's, not, it's a new flavor of Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you See, have it, it all ties together. There it is. He did it. Good job. Right, Give it up facts. for Mike, everybody. Three facts are Mutnik, Cell Shock, or Hippo Ranch. Go to Fact Off Podcast to vote for which one you think is the best. Or click a link in the show notes that will take you right there. To FactOffPodcast.com. Uh, FactOffPodcast.com. Oh, we have to start the whole episode over again. Oh, man. <laughs> well, such a mistake. Such a large mistake. Like and review us on all the social medias. Oh, no. Like and review us on Apple and Spotify. <laughs> yeah, we're, you can like I tried to review medias. us on the social medias, and uh, it didn't work. And then uh, follow us on all the socials. Mike's going to put up a tr- uh, Twitter poll. Who, what do you think is the worst food, least appetizing <laughs> animal to eat? Alex is really collapsing right in front us. of us. Uh, I am tired. By the way, we, um, we are still on Twitter, and uh, we are m- maybe paying for a blue check mark. <laughs> yeah, we can be official. I know, I know a lot of rich people are complaining, but we we can finally be a legitimate uh, yeah. podcast. Oh, that blue so. check mark podcast. <laughs> $8 split three ways. We can afford this. Hold on. Let me do the math. It's like $2... And something. I've always wanted to be verified cents. in my life. That's my dream. My dream goal was to be verified. And we we could do it for the low low price of eight dollars. We should do it at least like for a picture, and then cancel it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and my dream goal was for listeners to have a great day. No. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>